do you accidentally start acting like an adult? After all, time marches on, right? (laughs) Are you acting more and more like your parents lately? They did a survey and asked people, what's something you do as a grown-up that you thought you would never do? And some of the answers, uh, do you have one that comes to mind, Kev? Uh, Yeah, but I I have a feeling this is going down a different road than I was. The thing that I I never thought as a child I would do as an adult, Mm -hmm. uh, look forward to and can't wait to get to church. Oh, that's cool. As a kid. Now you love it. Kicking and screaming. That's awesome. Now kicking and screaming if I don't get to go. Some of the answers in this survey include gardening, bird watching, stop liking new music, (laughs) (laughs) going to bed early voluntarily. All right, that one. Guilty. Owning a minivan and the whole get off my lawn thing. I did the minivan go in the bed early. What were the other ones? I, I, I get off my lawn. Nah, Bird watching, gardening, that. stop liking new music. Oh, I love music. So yeah, maybe I'm. I, I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you took from this story. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> That's like every other day for you. Yeah, I still got still it. Still got it. Still got it. How can you still, how can you convince yourself you're hip and cool? The first thing I said I like to do now, among churchgoers, I'm hip and cool. <laughs> when I nap and go to bed early and among drive hip, my minivan to church. Among hip and cool people, I'm a dorky churchgoer and that's okay. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Are you a teacher with a lot of little tattletales in your class? Coming up, check out this phenomenal idea for handling that. Hey, are you a teacher with a lot of little tattletales in your class? It can get exhausting dealing with all the justice little first justice first narcs. That's all they're about. Uh, Jillian is 30. She teaches third grade in Washington, D.C., and she came up with a way to handle it. Instead of dealing with kids interrupting her mid-sentence while she's teaching, she lets them fill out a tattletale form so they can narc in writing. Well, she's gone viral after sharing those hilarious responses on TikTok. Complaints range from, she bumped into me on purpose, (laughs) to, he was making toot noises, (laughs) to, she chews way too loud. Jillian thinks it went viral because not only are the complaints (laughs) hilarious, but every teacher knows what it's like to have a tattletale in their class. We should should like way blow this up. Teachers, parents, whoever, because we have four kids. And one of my kids comes to mind as the tattletale of the of the the foursome. One of them would be the one that would tell, and she was so so good at it, like so on the slide. So if you have a tattletale kid in your world, will you tattletale on them? <laughs> Give us a call. So we would love for you to do a little tattletaling on the tattletales in your life. Dude, maybe one of your kids, maybe you're a teacher, and there's that one kid that's going to come up and go. Mrs. Jones, I don't want to be a tattletale, but <laughs> commence the tattletaling. We'd love to hear your story. Give us a call. Sharon, we're swapping stories about uh, kids in our lives that are tattletales. Do you have one? Oh, yes. My child is an only child, and she's homeschooled, so you'd think she wouldn't have much to tattle about. <laughs> right. Who does she have to but... tell on? <laughs> We'd have four cats. And she has actually created rap sheets for our cats. 
So she's with the offenses, the charges, and and the um, what has happened to them as a result of their offenses each day. And then she shares their that's funny. When there's no siblings right. to tell on, I'll tell on the animals. <laughs> yep. Beautiful. Love it. You guys sound like a fun family. Thanks for hanging out with us. Oh, every day. We're talking about uh, tattletales, kids that are tattletales. So we have four kids, and uh, our kids were pretty good at, like, the cone of silence. Like, they would say, they figured we're stronger together as a unified front against mom and dad. Rather than one of us being a tattletale. Everyone honored that code except my daughter, Amber. And Amber was the most creative tattletale. Like, she would come up with unique angles. So it, she would try to get away with, like, I'm not tattletaling. Oh. Right? She'd be she like, asked you to pray for her siblings? She didn't get that advanced, no. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but she would say things like, I'm really worried that. I'm really worried that Autumn might get hurt. She's swinging from the tree limbs out there, so... (laughs) (laughs) I'm really worried she might get a stomach ache because she got into the chocolate again. Right, 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 right. That's funny. I know you were saving that chocolate for Easter, Mom. (laughs) I don't know where it went. I do know Autumn loves chocolate. Well, got to go. <laughs> so she would That's like kind of side angle her tattletaling. It was never blatant like, Mom, guess what Autumn did? Or guess what <laughs> April did? It was never that blatant. She was the only one. The other three, Kyle, Autumn, and, and April, mm-mm, they were they were They're like. in the vault. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, they, you were not going to get a word out of them. The only way to, to get them to talk would be to separate and conquer and maybe even imply like, okay, well, your brother already told us everything. So, <laughs> <laughs> and they caught onto that pretty quick too. I'm not falling into that trap again, dad. So if you have that one traffic light on your way to or from work that just will not turn green, you're like, what is going on? There's a couple things you can do. Um, here's uh, two ideas. One Pull up a little. I know it's kind of obvious, but here's how it works. Most traffic lights will have sensors and wires buried in the pavement called induction loops. Oh. And you have to be right on mm-hmm. top of them. So you may have pulled up too far. And that's why uh. it's not. The other thing you can do, I never heard this before ever. I've heard the pull up. You can flash your high beams because some traffic signals have cameras or infrared sensors instead. And flashing your high beams can sometimes trigger those. Huh. So those are a couple of things you can try. We're talking about what you do when a light just will not turn green no matter what. And in just a minute, Kev, you need to tell the story about your infamous light that mm. would never turn green. <laughs> you remember okay, that story? Yeah, I, do. I do. All right. So we're talking about lights that won't turn green. We had one near the radio station. And for probably, I don't know, 18 months, maybe two years, it would not turn green. Like would threaten you getting to the radio station and do your show on time. And one day, all of us, we decide we're just going through it. And we every morning we would all go through the light, right? For like probably over a year. Yeah, I've never run red lights like that in my well, life, one, but it was the only way to get to work. One morning I did my usual thing. I would sit there and I would give it two minutes. I would go like, all right, I'm going to let the clock go for two minutes. If it's two minutes, I'm going. So two minutes went, I went through the light, got pulled over. Police officer's like, dude, you blatantly went through that red light. What's the deal? And I went, oh, I go through it every day. And so does everyone else at the radio station where I work. He's go. He goes, are you kidding me? I go, no. I said, I'll get one of them on the phone right now if you promise you won't give them a ticket, too. And they'll explain to you, we've called about this light. We've done all kinds of stuff with this light. It will not turn green. 
And he was like, well, can I get your license and registration? I was like, oh, man, I'm getting a ticket. I was like, sure. But I said, would you, would you mind? I, I, my show starts in like 10 minutes. Can, can we make this quick? Oh, my goodness. You're and just... He totally let me off the hook. He this told... is the life, the charmed life that this guy lives. <laughs> he talks himself out of tickets. He let me off the hook, but told me, do not come this way again. If I see you do it again, you're getting a ticket. Ooh. <laughs> Coming up, see how you feel about this. Do you think artificial intelligence could save someone's life? Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. So what do you think? Could artificial intelligence save someone's life? This guy named Cooper has a sweet little border collie named Sassy, who obviously wasn't feeling well, and the vet diagnosed her with a tick-borne illness. But the treatment didn't do a thing to help her. Mm. And the advice was, well, just wait and see. Well, on a whim, Cooper pasted the dog's blood results into ChatGPT. And said it might be this very specific type of anemia. Mm. He had a different vet run more tests and they confirmed chat GPT artificial intelligence was right. They got the dog on the right treatment plan and she's on her way to a full recovery. Wow. All because of on a whim. He's like, ah, I'll cut and paste these test results, these blood results mm. into chat GPT. Fascinating. So we've all done it. We're in face to face with someone going through something tough. And we say, oh, man, I'll be praying for you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we remember later and sometimes we forget we're human. Mm -hmm. Um, But a friend of mine said that to me and man, did she mean it? It's the coolest thing. Their family gets together and has family prayer every night. It started with just tucking in their 10 year old, their little daughter into bed and praying with her. And then they're like, wait a minute. Why is it just the three of us? We're making the teenager get in here, too. We only have like a year and a half left with her before she leaves the house for college. This is a special time together. And she'll reference it. She'll I'll say, oh, I had a I had a meltdown about my dad passing away or whatever it is that Mm -hmm. I share. And she'll go, oh, we're just praying for you about that last night with family prayer time. And Mm. it's touched me so deeply. I'm like, wow. That mm. is such a treasure in life to have a friend that not only says they're going to pray for you, then they do it, but they right? really mean it. And they have little children praying for you as well. That is cool. That is really, you know, I, I've learned something. So I wish I could remember who shared this with me, but when you are in those situations and somebody shares something with you and you sincerely mean, I'm going to keep this in my prayers. And like you said, we've all done it. We forget. Pray for them silently as you're looking at them in that moment. Mm, that's good. And that way, that way You've kept you've your promise, kept your promise, at least initially. And you, you, yeah. And you've joined them in prayer yeah. through, like that way, because we all do. I mean, I hate it, but we all have super busy lives and we have our stuff takes over. Yeah. And then that guy just cut me off. And, you know, I mean, I got to get to my kids practice. There's a million things that fill your head. And before you forget it, that's way uh, the most important thing. Yeah. Talking me, to God is on the back. Burner. Yeah. It reminds me of our friend Scott who listens to the Kevin and Taylor show. He'll go. Hey, Kevin Taylor, God bless. And then I'll go, I'm about to go in my prayer closet. Do you want me to mention anything to God about you? And I'm like, it's so touched by that. Right. It's so very sweet. sweet. Taylor, I have a question for you. Before you leave the house to go anywhere, like out with Glenn for dinner or something like that, do you have a just-in-case visit to the bathroom? I do, and I don't really like admitting this on our <laughs> show live on the radio, but not only do I have it, but I'll have one, and then Glenn will go, and I'll go, 
now you got me thinking about it again, and I have to go again. <laughs> so sometimes it's twice before you leave. <laughs> All right, you asked me in front of everybody. You got to answer the question too in just a minute. Do you have to go one more time before you leave the house? All right, so how about you, Kev? I know the answer to this. Because I've worked with you for how many years now? A long time. And you drink more coffee than anyone uh-huh, I've ever met, uh-huh. so therefore you're running down the hall more than anyone I've ever met. Right, right, right. Well, I can ramp this up. Yes, I do pee before I leave the house, always. Like, hmm, I better go. But I also, no matter where I'm going, my usual places, I know the good, clean restrooms to use between my <laughs> house and there, like between my house and work. I know the good gas stations between no my house and, and the stadium. I know the good bathrooms. You to stop can't at. make it the whole way? Sometimes. I mean, if I've had like my usual <laughs> four or five espresso shots, yeah. Okay, here's the question I've been dying to ask you. Okay. when Because you and your wife have a ton of trips coming up, okay. like so much travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have to sit on the aisle and how many times per plane ride? Oh, yeah. I, I totally, I booked the aisle seat ahead do of time. Do they start, do flight attendants start getting nervous that you're like a security threat because you're <laughs> up and down so much? I am not making this up. I'm not kidding. I was, I've been dying to ask they you think this. I'm a security How threat? many times per flight? It depends how long the flight is. An like, hour. Oh, an hour? Who flies an hour? If it was an hour, probably once. I'd get up once. <laughs> okay. But some, but sometimes too, it's like, uh, okay, if you're you're getting ready, like they're uh, they're about to announce trays in the upright position and all. I'm like, gee, we could be a wild taxing, and who knows how long we're gonna be. So I'll do just like leaving the house. I'll do a leaving the plane last key. <laughs> oh okay, I want to know if my mom is the only parent that is doing this. I it must be a thing, okay, because it's happening over and over, and it's when we one of us five daughters calls her. I'll tell you what's going on in just a minute. So I don't know if my mom is the only one doing this, but we are all like teasing about her behind her back that she does this. You call her and you're like, Hey mom, how's it been? How's it going? We're all checking on her a lot more than usual because she just became a widow. Okay. And she'll like be in the middle of a conversation with you and she'll go, honey, everyone's honey, honey, I'm going to let you go because Suzanne's calling. So if another sister calls, she ditches you and you feel so like, do you feel like there's a hierarchy man, or are you, ditched? we haven't like, I think I get ditched for the oldest sister the most, <laughs> but I found out one time, um, my younger sister got ditched for me mm. and I felt bad. Cause I'm like, she could have called me back huh. and I don't know what it is. Like Glenn's dad is the same way. No matter what we're doing, like in middle of a baseball game, middle of a family meal, he feels like he has to answer his phone. Especially if like his cousin calls yeah. or his brother and we're like, you can let it go to voicemail. It's okay. Hmm. But yeah, so I don't know if we should have like a little family intervention with my mom or what we should do about it. Okay, so a guy set the world record the other day, Taylor, for running while set on fire. What? I'm not kidding. It's a real thing. The guy ran uh, the equivalent of just about two football fields while he's a stunt man. And he had mm-hmm. on like, you know, a fire suit. But I think the parameters were could not be uh, 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 like you couldn't. A certain layer of non-protection was there. Okay. And he'd been training for it for years. A guy set the original record back in 2009, broke this guy's record. So he ran 670 feet, which was 200 feet further than the original record. And he did it in 7.58 seconds fast. 
Oh, I just can't. I'm just, ooh, it's of freaking me out. Of all the world records you could train to try to set, why would you do that one? <laughs> I, I think I'll take a pass on that. Unless, I'll have the world record for most chocolate it did not. in a year. It did not say uh, in here, uh, like if he was trying to set the world record to, uh, to up his cred, but the guy is a stuntman. So I'm thinking oh, that that would probably get you some get attention. On a resume. He yeah. holds the world record Brilliant. for running while on fire. <laughs> so my sister showed me one of her, you know, a TikTok that really caught her attention the other day and I was like, "What? Is that for real?" And there was this lady and she was known for like all her organizational videos. That's mm-hmm. all she was known for, but in those videos her hands were in there a lot. And people started saying, why do you have like just such boring nails? Like, (laughs) and she's like, okay, I'll get my nails done because my hands are always in the video. Okay. So about three months ago, she starts getting those um, fancy mani-pedis where it's like, um, I don't know if it's called dipped or what, but you got to put your hand in the little slot and the light dries your nails. Her hands aged in three months. No She's kidding. like, what happened to my hands? And she can look at the videos before she started getting her nails on it. I guess the UV light in those little boxes no kidding. just sped up this aging of her hands. And she's she's only like 28 and she's got the hands of a much older woman. No it's kidding. Crazy. Do you have any good stories about late in life babies in your family? Coming up, this 90 year old just finally became a dad. Do you have any good stories about late-in-life babies in your family? The This 90-year-old just became a dad for the very first time to three. Talking about a tortoise named Mr. Pickles, who lives at the Houston Zoo. Mrs. Pickles is only 53, by the way. They named the three hatchlings Dill, Jerkin, and Jalapeno. <laughs> These births are a... Big deal, dill, because uh, the radiated tortoise, that's what they're called. It's not like it got radiated. That's mm-hmm. the name of it. It's native to Madagascar, is critically endangered species and whose rumors are their numbers are in decline. Mr. Pickles fell in love with Mrs. Pickles ever since she arrived at the zoo back in 1996. So I, I really think these pickles, these Mr. and Mrs. Pickles need new names. They should call him Abraham and Sarah. <laughs> and he's 90, right? right? Yeah. Well, the um, the romance moved along slowly. They're turtles. <laughs> but um, Did you get it? Did you get it? Everyone, did you get it? <laughs> it, it took him a while to <clears throat> come out of his shell. <laughs> <laughs> I love picking up little phrases that will really encourage me like going through my walk with Christ, right? Like there, there was one, one, one guy shared with me one time, um, and I think it was a quote from uh, one of the old saints of the church. It was, uh, pray as if it was up to God and work as if it was up to you. And that really stuck with me, right? So let's swap some of those phrases. Do you have any little phrases like that that really help get you through when maybe you're struggling or just need a little pick-me-up? I've picked up a few along the way. Share a couple more with you in a minute, but we'd love to hear from you. All right, so we're swapping some phrases that, you know, give you encouragement as you walk this uh, this road of faith, right? Sometimes we need that, and it could be just something you have on a coffee mug or maybe something you have on a post-it note above your desk. could be a Bible verse or whatever. I shared that one a minute ago that I picked up years ago that I thought was just great. Pray as if it's up to God, work as if it's up to you. That, that sounded like something that uh, Pa on Little House in the Prairie would say. <laughs> like another one that, that he said was... Um, uh, turn the other cheek, but watch out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
So here's one that, uh, that one's funnier, by the way, than it is uh, actual truthful. Um, one that I picked up just yesterday reading a book, Taylor, uh, because it's it's just one sentence, but it there's a lot there. God will put sandals on your feet for the road ahead. Hmm. God will put sandals on your feet. And here's what that, that meant to me was, you know, we all like pray, like you said, you pray every morning, like, God, you use me, God, right? And I, I think that what it will... What that means is, yes, he will equip you for the road ahead. He'll give you, like, he's going to put sandals on your feet, but if you're going to go down that road, he's not going to walk it for you. You've got to walk. He'll put the sandals on your feet, but you got to go, right? And there's no saying what the road's going to, what's going to happen while you're out on the road. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's been on a road trip knows a lot of things can happen. Ma, I got to stop the pee. Okay, unexpected stop. Uh, the car overheats. You, Oh, no. The gas light just came on and we're 40 miles from the gas station. What's going to happen? No one prays harder than that person, right? But a million things can go wrong. The Traffic delays. The roads closed. Oh, no, we went. I pulled this one before. We were supposed to go on one interstate. Interstates veered. You could go west or east. And I went west the wrong way for about an hour. Ooh. Yeah. No fun. <laughs> no. No. Added, what, two hours to our trip getting to the beach. So a lot of things can go wrong. So God will put the sandals on your feet for the road ahead. I thought that was just, I'm putting that on my desk. I'm going to put that on top of my desk for the next month or so or whatever, because it was really meaningful to me. But what do you have in your like little sayings that help you walk this road of faith? What is it that helps you get through or stuff that you share with other people, maybe when they're going through a tough time? We'd love to hear from you. Hey, Glenn, we're swapping those little phrases and sayings that help us help us get through the day. What is it for you? Uh, use it up, wear it out, make it do or do without. <laughs> now you good. had to have learned that from one of your parents that that's a mom dad thing to say that yeah i grew up on a farm in southeast louisiana you know my my mom put patches on our pants when now you buy them already with holes and so yeah it was, uh, it was a different different time that's for sure well his childhood was like that alabama song if you've got patches on your britches just be sure and keep them neat yeah. <laughs> My favorite Christian saying, it's actually a little prayer that gets me through and, and it really is life changing is God help me to be the, the person that my dog thinks I am. <laughs> yes. It's a good prayer. If we were all that good, life would yeah. be a lot less rough. <laughs> but I'm bummed. Dad joke.